At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. And this week we're discussing the Adam Carolla Show. How are you doing this week, man? Good, man. Holidays are crazy. It is a little bit of a holiday hangover. I don't, Adam's show didn't fall on the holidays for any particular reason. It's just here's where he came up in the rotation. We did want to get to this show. It was one that some listeners had requested, so we wanted to, to talk about it this week. But it is the holidays, and we've got some listener feedback. That we're- At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We're going to talk about at the end of the show, but first we want to get straight to the episode. Every week on Pod on Pod, we break down a new podcast for you. And the way that we do that is by discussing audio quality, host likability, production values, and the content itself. Uh, We tell you a little bit in general about the show, and then at the end of the thing, we tell you a couple of our favorite moments, and then we rate the show overall with earbuds. Right now, let's uh, tell you exactly what the show is. First, it's an explicit show. It is. And it's a a chat cast is a good way to talk about it. Three main hosts, Adam Carolla, alongside Allison Rosen, and Bald Brian. Yes, I love Bald Brian. Uh, Bald Brian is uh, better than average uh, generic co-host. That's what I'll say there. I want to be the sound effects guy. Uh, I I wondered what you would think of him, considering that in most podcasts, that is the part that you do not like. Yeah, yeah. He is the thing that you detest, generally. I like how they use it. I like the the convention of it. Like, just the the simple fact to say in Bald Brian on sound effects, just that. Yeah. It's like a Band-Aid on it. it. This show reminded me a lot of the Howard Stern show. It's a radio show, yes. yes. It is very much I mean, a long-form radio show. This guy comes from radio. This guy – I mean, Adam Carolla came from K-Rock, uh, you know, Love Lines, and, and even before that was a radio guy. And he is very much out of that world. Everything that he's done really since then has fit this mold more than everything. So, of course, he was going to fit right in with podcasting. And he's been there uh, for a long time as well. This show is well uh, established. And he was one of the main targets – of the patent troll, yeah, the patent troll recently. So, and and Adam Grohl is the wrong guy to go after. I think generally, like he's got the attitude and he's got the support to stick with it and and go right back at you. Well, 
we'll get into what I think about Adam Carolla in the uh, host likability section. Okay, let's start with content, though. So as we said, it's a general chat cast. It's the three hosts. They they open the show discussing what's going on in their life, just yep. like you'd hear on K-Rock, just like you'd hear with Stern, just like you'd hear on Bob and Tom, any morning you know, FM rock talk show that you can imagine, this is going to sound a lot like that. Yes. And then they they go to the occasional recurring segment. They have guests. Many of their guests are recurring in and of themselves. But when they get to the guest, even, they sort of just bring him right along into their show. It's not like we're just talking to him about his life or or her about her career or whatever. We're doing our show, and you happen to now be in the room with us. A lot like Stern. Yeah. And I got to tell you, like, it's not... I don't listen to Stern. I've never listened to Stern with regularity. I enjoy him for who he is and for what he's done for broadcasting, but it's just never been my cup of tea. And I think having listened to this, expecting to like it a whole lot, truthfully, because I do like Adam Carolla so much, it just reminded me why I've never never really been this kind of talk radio listener. Adam Carolla, if you are just now getting into podcasts and you just search top podcasts or popular podcasts, is going to be in the top on almost every list. Yeah, before Serial, he was like certified as the most downloaded yeah, podcast so, of all time. So, when I first started listening to podcasts, it was one of the first ones I listened to, and it doesn't, it didn't give a very good representation of of podcasts because I was like, oh, this is just like a radio show that's recorded and put on. Because of that, it kind of turned me off to it, and I hadn't listened to it again until this assignment came up. I got to tell you, it's kind of changed my thinking now that I've been immersed into podcasts. I'm seeing a ton of different formats and varieties and genres. I learned how to listen to a long format show because of this assignment. Interesting. All right. Because long format's just hard for me to listen to. It always has been. Anything an hour and a half to me is considered long. Is long. And there's some that are three hours out there. But I'm the type of person that whenever I'm watching a movie, I want to watch it to the end, whether I like it, whether I don't like it. Whenever I'm listening to a podcast, I I want to consume that entire content in one sitting. I got you. So I haven't really liked long form because of that. Generally, whenever I listen to a podcast, however far I get into it, that's just how far I get into that episode. Then I'm on to something new. If, If for whatever reason, my listening is stopped, interrupted. I generally don't go. That's the end of that episode for you. Yeah, that's the end of that episode for me. Because this podcast is set up so familiar with the radio. With the segmentation, the advertising throughout. Yeah, because on radio, it's designed to where you get out of your car, you go shopping, you do whatever. You get back in the car, you put the show back on. Right. You're you fade in and fade out, yes. and they don't expect you to listen to every segment. They just want you to be in several quarter hours throughout the day. Right. Yeah. I guess that's my point. Yeah, this show this show runs like that, and therefore it is an easy, long content show for you to keep up with. Right, so now I'm going to try to listen to other long form. With that same thought in mind. Right, so like um, the first show that we reviewed, the Joe Rogan Experience, I'm going to go back and give that another listen Allowing it to segment naturally. Right. Because yeah. – Hey, I'm stopped and that's fine. I'll come back. Yeah. Right. Huh. Okay. Let's talk – let's move then from content. Let's talk about audio quality for a minute. It, it's a professional studio that they work out of. Yeah. This is his day job now, is this podcast largely. And it's clear that the show itself sounds great week in and week out. The one thing that 
I should just notice at all is they do take phone calls. I mean, they take phone calls on the show. Yes. Yep. And that quality, as we've talked about before, is inherently going to be noticeably different. And at times, based on the phone that's being called from, it may not be exactly intelligible. Right. Or the, the caller themselves. Sometimes the caller is slurring his speech. Maybe they're drunk already by the time they get on the show. Well, sometimes like I can hear the – like. I think that they sometimes have trouble hearing it because on some interviews or whenever a caller calls in for a question, sometimes they have to have them repeat it because they couldn't hear it. Yeah, it's like, what the heck is this even about? I, and, I mean, I don't know. Again, that's just not my thing. I understand that that's part of what they're going for in the show. It fits the show. They do it well. They don't linger when you can't understand what the caller is saying, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not a big detractor for the show. It's just another one of those things that's not exactly up my alley. And that's audio quality. Let's move on then to host likability because this is where the show is really going to die or, or soar, I think. Yeah. How much do you like Adam Carolla? What do you think of Allison Rosen? How do you like Bald Brian? If if these guys are guys you want to spend time with, then this is a show that's going to be easy enough for you to listen to. I feel like Adam Carolla is kind of the everyman. He is a very everyman. He's, yes. He's not ugly, but he's not attractive. I'm not talking about looks. It's an audio podcast, I, man. But he doesn't have a great voice. He doesn't have a voice that you hate to listen to, though. He do, he's he's not that intelligent. He's not like the smartest guy in the room, but he's no dummy either. Like, he is a very middle-of-the-road kind of guy. I think that's why he's been as successful as he's Everybody can identify with Adam Garola. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, Joe Sixpack. Yeah, that's exactly what he's... Yeah. He's Joe Sixpack, exactly. So you liked him, then? Yeah, I... A lot of the references he uses or analogy uh, analogies he'll go to will be uh, sports analogies, and I appreciate that. What about Allison Rosen? It, just a couple of weeks back, we had Adam Dale in here, the guy who is responsible for our theme song uh, during the Mabimma Bam episode, and he mentioned Allison Rosen's own podcast, Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend, yeah. because he said the theme song's really catchy. I actually went and downloaded a few episodes of that and listened to it. Do not care for that one. I do not mind Allison on this show, though. She's not my favorite or anything, but I, she's fine as a co-host. I, I, I think um, – well, also the segments that she gets, the recurring segments, I think is I think is great. Like the news with Allison. She, she does she, a good yes. job of getting through the headlines and reading, which yeah. is something that I – like I, I did that a lot on our other podcast. You might want to edit that. What? Because it's going to come off like – yeah, she did a good job. Like, she can read. She got through that, the reading thing. <laughs> no, I was about to explain myself. On our on our other podcast, we had a comedy podcast before we made this one. And on that show, whenever we were doing headlines or we were talking about a news story, I would do all of the reading. Yeah. And then you would do the commentary. It is not nothing to read an article in a way that is even palatable to listen to, That's let alone true. interesting to listen to. You know, it's not just editing for uh, brevity and getting to the point, but like just not stumbling through it, reading it all in an interesting tone with inflection, et cetera. So when I say she read well, I don't literally mean congratulations, Allison, you are literate. I mean, <laughs> she is a capable broadcaster. This is what I meant. Oh, I got it. You just want to make sure I got it out to the audience. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for allowing me to clarify so that I don't come off more sexist than I already do. <laughs> We're glad the ladies can read. What did you think about Bald Brian? You said earlier you you love him. I feel like Bald Brian's kind of like the uh, aw shucks guy. Okay, but defend yourself here because you've got a long-standing and consistent history of being anti 
embellishment, especially yeah. in the audio sound effects area. Yes. That, that is this person's entire job on the podcast. Now, he is also a commentator and gets involved in the conversations. But what he's there for is to play the sounders. Sure. Why is it okay in this show? Because they make it a part of the show. Right, that's the convention that that they that they choose you is they introduce it, they bring it, they bring it all in the open, and it's not, oh hey, oh I get it. Every time they say this, you hear a bell and a cow, or, or oh it's time for email, so it's, you know, a doorbell ringing and whatever. Right, I got gotcha. you. Right, all right. It's a like, I know it sounds like a simple distinction. But it's an important one. Uh, the fact that they enough. pointed out from the top of the show, oh, Bald Brian's going to be playing the Sounders. I I can't Makes argue all with the difference. you. I can't argue with you. All right. Well, that's uh, host likability, which means that we've wrapped it up. We talked about production values, content, and then the audio quality too. Uh, before we rate the show, we want to point out a few of our favorite moments. Maybe give you some particular episodes to go pick out. If uh, so far this show has piqued your interest, first of all, I'll tell you, which I haven't mentioned so far, I listened to the Howie Mandel episode, the Joe Rogan episode. And the episode with Joe Perry. I also listened to the episode with Matt Achity. Is that how you say it? Achity? He's a uh, a movie reviewer. Uh, They played the Rotten Tomatoes game. Did you hear that on any of the episodes that you listened to? No, I did not. Oh, it's one of my favorite segments, truthfully. That, That was one of the things that I enjoyed most. They played the Rotten Tomatoes game. And the idea there is he tells you like the synopsis of the film and reminds you a little bit about it and then gives you the title. And you have to guess what was the rating. Uh, fresh or rotten, but specifically the number. And then they play with golf rules, lowest score uh, at the end of four or five movies, however many they play through wins out of the three co-hosts. That sounds like it could be a show in itself. In and of itself, absolutely. uh, A smaller podcast could focus just on that and probably does, as a matter of fact. Matt may even have that as his own podcast somewhere that I just don't know about. But that was one of my favorite moments. My other favorite moment, Hallie Mandel's episode. Uh, I want to listen to that one. It's a really good interview, a great interview, in fact. They're very frank. They talk a lot about Stern. They talk a lot about Heidi, you know, and and Howie's other judges on uh, America's Got Talent. He said they were were discussing uh, Heidi in particular, and Adam was making the point that Howie Mandel and Howard Stern always have to be working. Like, you can see it. Every time they go to them, they've got, like, joke one and then joke two, if that one doesn't hit as immediately, and then a third thing to close with if they still haven't made their point and won the audience back over. Like, they're always working. And Heidi's just thinking about lip gloss because all she's got to do is be pretty. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) indicative of the show. So those were a couple of my favorites. I listened to the Lori Grenier show, which is – and she's from Shark Tank. I listened to the David Wilde episode, and I listened to the Sean White episode. I like it when we don't cross over at all. Yeah, we didn't hit any, any of the same ones. Uh, but my favorite uh, thing that I heard on the show was the concept of the buffer, right? Okay. We all know what a buffer is. Sure. A, a thing to put between two things. Sure. But I've never thought to use it like – so if I'm listening to the radio and there's a great song on, sometimes that great song will go right into a crap song. So you need a little buffer song in between it to get you there. 
Right. <laughs> so that it doesn't taint the good one with the crap. Right. Or No, it's just so it's not as jarring. So uh, on the news, right, the example I gave was like 34 students slaughtered in Pakistan. Now time for your local news. Overnight, there was some light rain. Like, <laughs> how do you go from like, how do you go from something so horrific to something so mundane and, uh-huh. and, and ridiculous? So there needs to be like a buffer news story. I think you can buffer everything. I, you're right. Everything should be buffered. It's it's the on-ramp of life is what you're talking about there. We need on-ramps and off-ramps. There's a Hollywood Babylon episode where they're talking about Casey Kasem doing the long-distance dedications. And there's this classic tape of him losing it with oh, his yeah, producer yeah, yes. because yes. they keep giving him up-tempo songs going into somebody's dead and I've got to yes. say I miss my granny or whatever. And he and goes he, off. I, if I have to say one more fast song, but, you know, he just loses his, and it's all in that wonderful Casey Kasem voice. Uh, see, if he'd had a buffer, he wouldn't have gotten it. never upset. happened. That's right. Uh, my other, a couple of other favorite moments in the Joe Rogan episode, and this was a, a great point and it's something that I hadn't thought about. They were discussing parenting and and how like they both came from sort of hard scrabble. Uh, one of their fathers literally wasn't there. One of their fathers sort of emotionally and mentally wasn't there. And early on, they knew, hey, I'm kind of in charge of my own life and got to got to you know m- make for myself. Adam was talking about how okay, and we need we don't want to do that for our kids. We got to do better. How can we do better for all of society? How can we make sure that? And he even joked about, oh well, selective breeding. You just allow me to choose who gets to make babies, and then that'll fix it all. You know, I would make all the babies. <laughs> yeah, but Joe says Joe Rogan, and this is what he he pointed out. He he made the statement: Does pressure make a diamond? I think we need everything. Something comes out of the chaos. You don't get James Brown if everybody has a good home life. And I'd never thought about it that way. I think there might be something to that. Like, And you and I have even had this conversation privately off the air. Like, Cream rises to the top in extreme circumstances. And sometimes you wonder if those exceptional human beings would have been pushed to be so exceptional if they'd always had it easy, if they hadn't had to fight, if they hadn't been forced to find that magic thing within themselves that could compel them out of the terrible situation they came from. The, Muhammad Ali, James Brown, a couple of the good examples that they that they mentioned. Well, but, but here's the thing is there's always going to be quote unquote bad circumstances, but even if the world was perfect, somebody's not going to have it as good as somebody else. So we don't so we could make the bad. We could make the worse better. And right. we'd still get the 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 great people to rise out of it, right? Because then then that thing inside of you is going to be something that's completely un, unimportant, but you're not emotionally equipped to to be able to handle it, so you just go crazy. Yes. So it's like like if you went to the supermarket and and you got the push cart with the squeaky wheel, well, that would lead you to write a number one single. <laughs> okay. I I I wonder I wonder if that's going to be as good as this is a man's world. I don't know. I don't know if that one's going to hold up necessarily. My other favorite moment in this I loved from the Joe Perry episode. They were discussing, you know, that long-standing relationship and how it's almost like a marriage with Joe Perry and Steven Tyler and how they've at times been closer and further apart and how do you maintain that relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And Joe is talking specifically about the fact that Steven Tyler apparently likes to be physical with his bandmates on stage. Yeah. He likes to come by and slug them in the shoulder or lean into them or, uh, you know, just 
bump him all of a sudden, chest bump, jumping into each other, all that sort of thing as he's dancing around stage being active. Many times, even when the bandmate in question isn't paying attention to what Steven's doing ahead of time. So, for instance, he talks about uh, this this one time in particular. He's out on the very edge of the stage, you know, and it's like a 10-foot a drop down to the crowd, and, and then there's barriers in between. So it's not like he could even crowd surf necessarily. But he's right in the middle of a solo, got his eyes closed, wailing on his guitar, and suddenly Steven just bumps him, and he's literally, like, spinning his arms like a cartoon character. He said, and and this... But he's spinning them to the beat. Yeah, exactly. He said, and this, my friends, I got, I got, I was boiling because this is a discussion we've been having since 1963. Okay, like we've been, we've been at this for a while. I thought that was hilarious. The fact that just like a married couple, they've been bickering at each other about the same. You left the toothpaste in the sink again. Like wash it out. How hard is it to do that? You know, I love that. I love to think about Aerosmith in that way. So those were my favorite moments. Let's get to rating this thing. You go first. All right. I like Adam. Uh, I like that he's Joe Sixpack. I like that he's an everyman. I enjoy that he gives, like, he doesn't BS you. He tells you exactly what he thinks. He's not apologetic for it because he believes in what he's saying. Right? I appreciate that. The show has helped me view long-term podcasts in a new way, so I appreciate that. It is an a show that I will be subscribed to, but I'm not going to listen every episode and for that reason, it's going to be a one. Really? Yeah, I probably won't listen. Like, this is going to be a show that I will only listen to if I see a guest that I like. Well, I'm with you on that point in particular. I, this is a show that I liked. So I, I said at the outset that I expected to enjoy it because I liked Adam so much. Once I realized what kind of show it was, I thought, oh, well, this isn't for me. Three, four episodes in now, I'm almost through my fifth episode, actually. I do like it. I like it quite a bit, especially when it's a guest and the subject matter I'm interested in. See, like you began the show with, I, I just don't think, I just don't think that radio format, that style, it's just not something that I care for. I agree. Yes, I, I agree. So, so the fact that he made it something that I'm like, hey, I could listen to this. Like that's that's a positive. Absolutely, which is why I'm going to give him overall a 1.5. I know okay. lots of people who I'll suggest this show to, uh, and and because of that, uh, we can give a show zero, half, one, or two earbuds. This is a 1.5 earbud show for me. I'm I'm pretty interested, and I will probably stay subscribed, not download the episodes, but from time to time, as I see a guest that I like, I'll be like, oh, I, I want to grab that one and check it out. Right. I like Adam. I like Adam a lot. I like him when he's on other people's shows. And the podcasters that I really enjoy, or at least I'm interested in, like Joe Rogan, when they show up on Adam's show, I'll definitely go by and, and grab those episodes. So that is our review this week of the Adam Carolla Show. Before we wrap up the show, let's get to a little listener feedback. This comes from David uh, via email. You can email us at podonpod at team procreate.com if you want to talk to us. Uh, he says, hey guys, I found out about your podcast via Reddit some time ago and have been hooked uh, ever since. I especially love the ones where the rating is a bit lower. It seems to me you enjoy doing them the most. In Germany, we call it Schattenfreude. I think that's how you say that, right? You've that's heard of what this we're going to go with. Yeah, there you go. Uh, nobody said we were uh, Germanic pronunciators. Uh, Schattenfreude. Uh, so what you have created for me is a comical way to discover new podcasts, and I love it. Keep up the great earbud, 
Cheers, David Herman. <laughs> Thanks, David. Uh, I like we have listeners in Germany. I know podcasting is huge in Germany. Did you know this? And Australia. In Australia too, but yeah. Australia makes sense in that it's a, well, it makes sense to me because it's an it's an English speaking country. Like it's pretty big in the UK too, just like it's big in Canada. We've got a tremendous number of podcasts coming from the United States, and all of those countries can take advantage of them very easily. There are lots of people in Germany that don't speak English that well. I would be willing to bet the 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 percent of the population of Germany that also speaks English is very, very high. It's probably almost all of them, yes. And I'm sure I'm going to get email about that now. It's 99.8% Joel. You don't know what you're speaking of. I don't even know if the Germans speak like that. Do the, do, do, do the Germans speak like that? Exactly like that. <laughs> That's right. Okay. To a T. Uh, we, we know nothing. Um, anyway, uh, we also got some emails. Uh, no, we got a tweet. We got a tweet from the dork of all trades at... Dork of all trades on Twitter. Uh, Pod on Pod, just found your podcast doing research for an episode of ours. Love it. Keep it up. Thank you, Dork of all trades. We'll try to check out your show in the future. Uh, That is our listener feedback this week. What are we going to do next week? What are we going to talk about next week? Oh, it's a big episode for the new year. To begin 2015, we're going to look back at all of human history. The, the history trifecta. That's right. It's coming up. You haven't started your research, have you? Yes, I have. You've, you're going to have to with this show. There's some four, 14-hour podcasts in this uh, in this uh, yeah. in this week's assignment. <laughs> uh, not really, but there are a lot of them. I've I've com- I've cl- I have I can't talk tonight, man. Yeah, it's a really important thing for a podcast. Yeah, it's been a struggle. <laughs> uh, it is late, and I have worked all day. I have completely finished one. Of the history assignments in this. That so is, I, have, I have a third. I'm a third done. That's exactly where I am, too. The three shows we're going to talk about next week are Hardcore History, Stuff You Missed in History Class, and The Angry History Show. All three of these shows have been requested a lot by our listeners, and they're all three shows that we've wanted to discuss anyway. So we thought, common topic, first of the year. Why not fit them in all at once? Boom. So that's coming next Wednesday morning. Uh, You can tune in for that at podonpod.com. Stop by the website. Stop by in iTunes or Stitcher and drop us a review. We'd appreciate that. And until next time. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. Mahala. Enjoy the new year. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the Procast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. For more great podcasts from the Procast Network, check out Movie Buzzed. Every week, your host, Zach, and special guests review a new film. It's time for good friends, a great movie, and a good buzz. The Pod on Pod theme song was written and produced by Adam Dale. You can find more information about him on our website. Our musical guest this week is Adam Dale. Find his new album, Cats and Dogs, in iTunes now.
You've got my heart on a string. I'm constantly falling. And you always say the right thing to pull me back in to you. I am such a fool. It's breaking my heart in two. You always say that you'd never leave, and I hope never we were. Well, I'll spend my days lying. Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Ah, ah, treason, 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 treason
Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.